I think he realized we weren't very smart and proper interview people. So he's yeah. like, oh, I can have some fun here. Yeah. No, he was a good sport. Yeah, it was good. So I was- swear he nurtured us. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Unemployed Podcast. Hello, Baloo, everyone. Hello, Baloo. Oi, a very, very exciting episode, this one. It's a different one. It's not the same as the rest. It's a special. We have a special guest on that Falcon didn't believe would happen. Oi, but Falcon, you know I've got... Hey, the, you know I can send a text I don't, message. I don't know how you pulled it off, but you've... you've. I feel like you owe this to me because you've stitched me up so much <laughs> in the past episodes that you've actually owed this one to me. Let's and just, you, you didn't disappoint. Let's just say Ed... Ed Ed Sheeran is who we're talking about right now. Big He's Eddie. on the podcast today. Super exciting, super nerve-wracking it was. He's Ed, actually the nicest dude he, ever. He was very generous, super generous. We were so freaking nervous. I cannot express. It's like the first big interview we've ever done. I know. To, to someone that big. And he was actually really good. He actually gave us some great advice on, you know, on this road to being a rock star. But I feel like I got a lot of lessons. I feel like I haven't started writing anything yet, but I'm, I'm starting to get feelings that... Things to come into my head where I'm going to write this yeah. amazing song. And, um, you know, I learned a lot about Ed that I did not think we were going to be talking about in this interview. Like uh, weird oh, shit. <laughs> He's such a legend. He's such a good guy. Oh, such a good dude. Anyway, right before the interview, we're about to get to it, but we were super nervous. Freaking out. Spotify, we were actually recording. We didn't know. And, um, yeah, here's some of the audio. Oh, I was to go to the toilet real quick. Okay, I did a wee, eh? Hey. shit in my hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm all hands, yeah, yeah. I'm like throwing them up. Dab. You right, mate? How you going, Ed? Eddie. How you been over there in London? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? As if this was all recording, like live. Eddie. Oh, it is recording. Knock, knock. Who's there? What's his kid's name? Leela? Lyra. Lyra. <laughs> I'm writing that down, eh? I got it, I got it. I'm writing my hand. Yeah, Lyra. Lyra, I'm writing my hand. Eddie, will you marry me? I said that. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop! As if you blacked out and you go, uh, Eddie, you got red hair. Oh! <laughs> don't, don't stop. I heard shit. Out of reach. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm, no, I'm, I'm ready for bed, eh? I'm really getting a beer, eh? I can smell my pits. So, Ed, um, <laughs> yeah, you obviously know who we are. Like, what questions do you have for us? <laughs> oh my god, hey, 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 hey. Oh my god, is that happening? I swear to god, I swear to god. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. What is going on? Eddie. Mr. Ed Sheeran, one How of our we? longest childhood friends. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I haven't seen you guys in years. Oh. Hey, it's been too long. I miss him. What was it, like high school? No, no, primary school. Primary that's school. right. Yeah, sorry. It's been a little long. Time, the last time long. I saw you, I wet, I, I, I wet myself and I had to move countries. <laughs> well, I pooed myself, so it's, I saw myself. So it's been, yeah. I remember doing that in, in, in primary school. We'd like visited this swimming pool to like learn how to swim. And it wasn't like, obviously it wasn't like a heated swimming pool, but it was outside and England is freezing. And I remember not wanting to get in and I was wearing, I was probably like six or seven. I have such a clear memory of it, wearing these Speedos and then suddenly just feeling a... Shut up. Uh Oh, oh, man. Like, I think... I I actually just told a story the other couple of weeks on this podcast 
where I, this is so embarrassing. I don't know why I'm telling you, <laughs> but I had a wet dream on an airplane and it was like one of the worst experiences of my life. I don't know why I'm talking, oh, saying this, but he loves bringing it up every time. He, well, he, he spoke about it unwillingly and then in, while he's telling it, he's cringing so hard and here you are again. Totally know, but, but, who, but, who, but who can tell on an airplane that you've jizzed yourself? Surely that's just you. <laughs> yeah, but then I got to clean it up. You know, I had to step over my mate. And yeah, it was. Sorry, I'm going to cut in because not only that, he had a he had another one a week later in Berlin. It wasn't a week later on, on a bus in broad daylight, which is way worse because the guy next to you, you could could have known. I don't know. Does the trigger does the trigger get pulled really really quickly then? If you're if you're, are you, are you just always ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. To be yeah, I do sh- shoot the gun pretty quick, but like, I think it's something to do with moving. I don't know. Anyway, let's do we, we, yeah. We're not on this subject well, yeah. so quickly. Let's well, talk about someone else. Ed, Ed, it's nice to meet you, seriously. First of all, first we have to say friends. a massive congratulations on the new album. We just heard it. It's insane. Um, you've had two songs at number one for weeks now. He's greedy. He's greedy. You're greedy, yeah. There's a bit going on in the UK charts over there. Um, what am I? What was I going to say? I forgot my question. I don't know. No, I'm joking. How are you feeling <laughs> to be back? Like, is it is it good? Like, you had a lot of time off. Um. Well, the thing is, my time off wasn't really time off. I was in I was in the studio like pretty pretty heavily. But I find in nowadays society, if you don't post on Instagram, you don't exist. So like I I was still I was still like busy. I was still doing stuff. I was popping up here and there, and I, like yeah. But I just wasn't posting about it. it so it, did it happen? It's been four years, hey, since the last album. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I put I put out a collaborations project in between, but the, in in terms of like actual, like I didn't really promo that. There was no interviews, no TV, no like blah blah blah. So, uh, th- so yeah, this is the last time I've been. This is the first time since March 2017 that I've been doing interviews. Yeah, properly. Is wow. it true you went on like a gap year to Australia? This is my auntie told me this, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if it's true, but. Yeah, is it is. True? It oh, is. it's true. Really? It is. Well, I just feel like I'm, I I missed out on that. Like my, all all of my friends did gap years, and then and they went to university, and then they had their their uni time. And I left school at seventeen and hit the ground running and gigged every day. And I missed all of my friends' eighteenth birthday parties, and I missed mm-hmm. all of my friends' twenty first birthday parties, and I missed I just missed that part of life. Mm-hmm. So when when the multiply tour kind of came to a natural end, uh, and I had a year off, I was like, well. I've never been on a gap year. I love Australia. Shall we go to Australia, rent a mini and drive around? And that's yeah. what we did. Really? Great. And, and so did, you went did, all the way around, sorry? The whole way around Australia? Well, not, not all the way around. Because, you know, I didn't realize this. Australia, landmass-wise, is bigger than it's America. Huge. So, it's huge. Yeah. It's probably double so, um, Europe. Take you a while. So, no, I, got, I think we got a mini in Sydney and we drove up to, um, I mean, we drove right up to Port Douglas, basically. No, ask, where was your favorite place? I'd say... Port, Port Douglas, I have the fondest memories there. Um, but yeah, I love I love Melbourne too. Melbourne's a... Are you guys from Melbourne or Sydney? We're like two hours south. Did you go south of Sydney to Kaima or Jerringong? You wouldn't remember that. You would have no you idea. No idea. idea. <laughs> oh, well, it's hard to remember. How'd you go, like, how'd you go in a van? Like for you, you know, people would think, oh, Ed Sheeran's traveling around Australia. He's definitely not in a van. He's getting flown first class everywhere. How'd you... Like, no, no, I... I got I I I just got a mini. I just got a mini, so a, a little mini that um had a. I in England, the last thing that I would be able to do is have a uh, convertible because I if if I if I go I have to I have to be so careful how I move here and where I go and what time and if I go somewhere <laughs> yeah. it's hood after it's mask on. So 
it felt very freeing because no one really knew I was in the country. So being able to put the top down and drive on a motorway and, you know, we made a playlist every day of uh, driving tunes and being able to do that. It, it, it felt, I felt like I was on a gap year, which was, which was nice. Um, but, Did you do yeah, some busking cool. up at, um, in Byron Bay? Any busking? Some pennies? No, I don't. I don't really think I played any music when I was there. It was when um, we stayed with the, uh, Michael and Sue Gudinski for like quite a long time in, in, in Melbourne and, and in, in Port Douglas. And it was when I was making Divide. So there was a lot of playing the album, mm-hmm. you know, being like, what do you think of this song? What do you think? But there was not much actual playing. Okay. How did you, um, how did the album go? How long did it take? So Divide probably took, uh, I made most of it on tour in 2015. Um, and then, yeah, probably the rest of it in 2016. So actually not, not that long, probably two, two, two years, whereas Equals has taken about four years. But yeah. I find when you're coming off, like Divide, Divide sold like 25 million copies, which was more than Multiply sold. Yeah. And Multiply was like a really big benchmark. So coming back, I was, I was like, I, I can't make, I, ca- I really need to think about this album. I really need to, and I know it's not going to re- reach the same heights sales-wise, but it has to be at least better musically. This album, it's got a fair bit like of different stuff. So it's a bit of like dance party tunes. And then there's some like nearly wedding kind of yeah. anthem ones. Who, you recently married, congratulations. Who played at your wedding? Uh, it was, well, actually my, my actual wedding wedding, uh, it was just, uh, um, an iPhone playing, no playing the song. But when we had, <laughs> Eddie, come when, on, what's going well, no, on? My, my actual wedding, my actual wedding was, was, was tiny. Like my, it, it was actually, uh, we had it in my garden. Um, well, actually we went to a, uh, tiny church around the corner, which is in my wife's village and about 7 PM lit loads of candles. There was about 20 of us there. We got married, pitch black middle of January and then we went to my house Cherry's dad had cooked a curry and I'd got a keg of beer we did that so it was really really like small 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 so when, when it came time for the first dance it was literally someone plugged in an iPhone but then I had a big wedding party after the tour finished and the guy that wrote our wedding song actually came to play it, a guy called Ben Ben Queller it's a song called 13 um, who the reason it's our wedding song was he was opening up for me on tour when I started dating Cherry and this song just became our song um, yeah. So thankfully, I knew him because we we toured together. Yeah, I was going to say, surely you have some contacts yeah. that you don't have to plug in the iPhone, but that's good. Did you, did you have a point yeah. where you just chose to be the hum, to live the humble life? I'm sure you would have had a point where everyone was just, you know, you could have chose to. Live I, don't, a- I mean, I don't, I don't really live a humble life. I mean, like I, I, I. I'm speaking to you right now in my treehouse. You know, like I'm. Don't, I don't. I. I would. I'd be lying if I'm like say I live a humble life, but I don't live a, I don't live a Hollywood life. Like mm, I live yeah. in the middle of the countryside. There's no famous people that live around here. No one really ever comes to visit. And if I'm going to do uh, something glossy and celebrity, I go into London for the night. And then when I'm done, I drive, I drive back. So I live a, I, I live the same life here that like my friends are living. We all live in the same areas. We go to the same pubs, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely don't live a celebrity life. Love that. Hey, it's so nuts. Good. So are you, are you and Elton John actually like really good mates? Because I know you've been going head to head in the charts and he's, I think he's just knocked you off. How do you feel about that? Um, I always feel good when Elton knocks me off. But I, <laughs> the, uh, I don't, people think that I'm not, I, I did an interview with someone in England in the press the other day. And I said it and I said, Elton rings me every day for even if it's like two, three minutes. No way. Like, no, he doesn't. And in the interview, he then rung me. And then I was like, Elton, <laughs> tell him. And they were like, yeah. Um, so he basically, it's it's since 
he used to ring me like once a week when my my daughter was born but since since michael gadinsky passed away he uh he just started ringing me every day just to check up on me and then it just turned into just this daily morning phone call with with without and then obviously we've I've done this christmas song together and when his song with julipa came out he rung me and he was like i'm top 20 i'm 74 <laughs> i've gone top 20 this is amazing and i was like man i think i think you're gonna go top 10 and then it went top 10 he was like i'm top 10 and i was like oh and i think this is gonna go top five and then it went top five and then it went to number two and it you know i I'm a I'm a professional musician. Uh, I'm competitive and stuff, but there's nothing I wanted more than for Elton John to have a number one. Mm. And he was he was number two, and there was probably like two three thousand sales in it. Uh, and I just when he got number one, it actually made me happier than when I got my number one. For, <laughs> How good that? He's, he he hasn't had a number one since 2000, 2003, and he's had a top ten in every every decade for like six decades or something like oh, that. It's, it's 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 insane. But Mental. I'm just. I am, I, I am, I don't really have many like industry friends. I'm very much, I have my school friends and then I have like maybe like three or four close people in the music industry and the rest are like acquaintances that I would, let's go out for a drink and let's go and have a catch up. In terms of actual people that I talk about real life stuff with, you know, like I've, I've, I've had a cry with Elton before where we are both crying over, over something, you know, like, oh, and that's that, that's, that's the sort of thing that bonds you together as, yeah. as humans. Cause so much of this world is so, surface level and like how are you yeah i'm good how are you everything mm. going well yeah everything going well whereas it, with him it go it's it's a it's a level below it's a level it's just you scratch below hey. surface i so love that was yeah. he was he like an idol for you growing up or did you just become mates on the on the way somehow yeah i mean i i my my dad's probably had like three or four albums that he played on repeat and one of them was um the elton john great greatest hits uh i actually had my first kiss to um guess what that's what i called it but if you if you know him he's the most kind of blokish bloke that you could meet he's like hello if i can mm. you know like he's mm. like a, a, he, he's exactly as <laughs> i am i think he sees a lot of himself in me basically he 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 always says you remind me of me when when I was younger and I think that's why we bond so we kind of have this like mentor protege relationship but also this sort of uncle nephew father son sort of thing going on and it's uh I just he's just such I I love him I really love him that's that and I have seen your good mates of our mate Warney Shane Warne yeah <laughs> how'd that romance yeah. come about uh well I mean I I mean he's arguably i well i i i would say he's definitely the most important cricketer i think to have existed he he's definitely got a good changed spin. he's good yeah definitely changed the game uh, but i met him in 2014 we were staying in hotel rooms next to each other i literally got a knock on my door and he was like how's it going mate and <laughs> no obviously i'm like super pumped to to meet him but we sort of hung out that night on just a like let's go out kind of level and then and then again it turns into something more than that i there's there's very rare in life uh in the music industry or 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 in any industry that you you meet people that uh it sort of transcends the celebrity celebrity mm. aspect but you know he i would like he comes to my house he hangs out with my daughter like we go for we go for dinner i saw him last week for coldplay and just like really briefly but yeah he's just a good he's just a good mate got any party stories with him uh <laughs> too many yeah <laughs> oh my god no but it mate he has he has kids so i can't, I can't. yeah <laughs> off record <laughs> Hey, 
<laughs> so, so, Ed, I've got to give you a little rundown of what's been happening in the past um, segments we've done with Falcon. He's had a childhood dream of becoming a rock star, literally from how what friend, literally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't, I guess don't so. deny. You know, I have. Yeah. I mean, I used to just like I used to like sing and dance in the mirror and just think <laughs> I was on stage, but like I had no musical talent whatsoever. You know, that's been your childhood dream, and since we've been doing this, he's kind of been taken away from it. So we want to get him, well, I do, I want to be his manager, get him back on track, and now he's trying to write a song, construct a song, and it's actually a love song, and we thought, what better person to ask than yourself? How, where does he start? Like, do you write the lyrics first or the music? Okay, so I think the key the key to songs, like, if you genuinely, genuinely want to get into writing songs, the more you do, the better you become. Like, the, the harder you work, the luckier you, you become, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And songs improve with you know time and the more you do but the structure of it is basically you either do verse pre-chorus verse pre-chorus middle eight chorus or you do verse chorus verse chorus middle eight chorus or just verse chorus verse chorus sounds and confusing key- <laughs> wait, wait, what just happened i just lost you i lost you there chorus <laughs> the, key, the key the key to a great love song is honesty is like it's, it's not it's not what rhymes with what. It's not this melody sounds great. It's 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 honesty. And if you can if if you can tap a part of your heart that you would actually feel embarrassed saying to your friends, that's that's when songs are the best. Because the, yeah, the reason that people like my love songs is because they say they think I say things that they can't say. So yeah. they go, oh my god, I that's that's what I was thinking. I just couldn't say it. But it's 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 because sometimes I have a thought or a feeling that's could be quite embarrassing you're kind of putting your soul on the line there being like mm. hey this is what i think and you're opening yourself mate when i was like 13 14 writing love songs all of my guy mates were like oh my god you're so <laughs> yeah. wet what are you doing and now they're like oh my yeah. god that song yeah no, they're, they're, you know like so it's uh, honesty honesty is is the key the closer you can get to your heart the closer you can get to other people honestly you just saying that it's actually true like the things that you're yeah. saying is the things that you can't actually say yeah but you love seeing it yeah it's so did, true did also the- mate remember remember no one has to hear this song that, that yeah. you write so be as be as be as honest as you want and it, it'll actually be cathartic for you and you'll write something you'll get yeah. these thoughts and feelings out and you could just be like right i'm just going to keep this and i'm not going to play it to anyone because this is this is my thing but don't don't block yourself from being creative uh, because you're scared yeah. of what people are going to think of you. I was thinking, you know, you've written songs for everyone, like Bieber, One Direction, Weekend, everyone. After the album, surely you got a few throwaways. <laughs> yeah, come on. Could we buy one off you? Come on. How much are we charging, Ed? Oh, maybe we can cut a deal. We, I don't know. Maybe Couple. teach it out of surf. If you come to Australia, place so, to stay. So, so I have written songs for people that um, just don't, that they don't feel they're, they're, perfor- they're performers. They're amazing singers. They're amazing performers. But I feel like, I feel like you want to be a songwriter because it will be good for your brain and good for your mind. And you'll get your thoughts and feelings out by you singing my thoughts and feelings. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't get that. You yeah. don't like your, I think, I think it's actually going to help you uh, mentally, like mentally to get this stuff out and it will make you feel, feel better. Good. I do actually have some demons up there. I need yeah, a release. Well, for you that to, would be yeah, good. Imagine going to a radio yeah, station saying it's co- it's written by Ed Sheeran, performed <laughs> yeah. by us. Like hey, we're on the radio. We're making millions. It's good times. I don't know about millions. Or we get, lose our career straight yeah, away. Maybe that. What, where was the tipping point for you at? Like when you, like the vulnerability, like from when you were young, did you just, were you just like, I'm fine with letting it out there on a song or did it take you ages to work up to it? No, I was like instantly because the guy that I listened to first that made me want to start writing songs was Damien Rice and Damien Rice is so like out there. I mean, The Blower's Daughter, I think, I think I'm uh, right in saying this. He wrote The Blower's Daughter and then invited the girl around his house 
to sing her the song and that's the recording of the song that's the first time he played the song to wow. her was, was the record i mean that's that's how raw that oh, yeah. that is that's so that's my hero when i'm sort of 12 13 14 so I, i'm instantly like right i need to emulate this bloke i'm i'm not i'm not going i'm not singing like yeah, yeah. acdc or something yeah. being like, <laughs> like sweet sweet child of mine it's yeah. it's basically it's very very raw feeling so from from there it it started off and then when i started doing it lots of people used to take the piss out of me because of it and then it sort of became a badge of honor of being like well yeah but like mm. i'm still i'm still gonna do it and then momentum started it's quite quite funny to see it's sort of your schoolmates find something uh hilarious and go oh god he's, he's writing his feelings and then they're starting coming to gigs and then they start bringing their girlfriends yeah, to gigs and yeah. then suddenly they're like connecting mm. to the songs and then suddenly it's like so it's i think i think feelings are something that everyone has but when you're a teenage boy you try and hide them and it's just all about like mm. dick jokes and, yeah. and like, <laughs> but but man with the 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 older you get especially like mid mid 20s i think guys feel way more than they than they let on and we have highs and lows way bigger than anyone lets on M- most of my friends have like real mental health issues that they try and hide and that they just mm. sweep sweep under the carpet and they would they would shield that by beers 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 lads 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 beers mm. beers beer. but but actually when you when you scratch under the surface and and talk to them every, as as you said you've got some dark demons up there everyone <laughs> everyone has them songwriting yeah. gives either yourself an ability to release them or if you listen to a song understand that someone else is going through the same thing as you so that's the, that's what i'm saying like with with songs just whatever you feel just write it down and sing it I'm into it. I reckon there's going to be some, yeah. So, there won't be a dry eye in the building when I have to my, <laughs> get my shit out. No, nah, it'll be good. And for us to start this interview, we had to have three beers to settle the nerves. What do you, what do you, <laughs> what do, you do before you go out into like a stadium or, or to, you know, yeah, Wembley or a festival? I can't, I can't, I can't drink before going on stage. I stopped, I stopped that when I was, when I was 17, I was playing pub circuit in in london and you, you don't get paid for them you get paid in a beer if you're lucky or maybe m- maybe a beer and a burger i was playing this place in holborn when i was 17 and um they uh, the promoter was just giving me tequila shots in between every song and just being like yeah hey, tequila shot done tequila shot drinking beers and i was so smashed that the gig like really didn't go well and bear in mind i'm like 17 as well so like this is like the peak of my like yeah lads lads yeah. uh, and then i finished the gig there was like three people in the audience and this guy came up to me and just said i just wanted you to let you know that was really terrible tonight and then left and then in my head i was like that could have been anyone that could have been the head of universal records the head of sony the head yeah. of this radio station and i've just blown my my opportunity there so uh from that point i was like i'm never drinking before a show again so the way i would calm my nerves going out before a stadium i think i think i just don't clock that i'm playing a stadium until i walk out in into yeah, it i'm sort of backstage i'll watch like a couple of tv shows maybe have dinner my wife will be there i mean on on this tour my daughter is going to be there so i think it's not it's not such it's not going right i'm playing a stadium now's the time for the warm-up right i'm gonna warm up okay now i'm gonna do my stretches it's just literally like oh fuck gotta go and stretch, and then <laughs> oh, oh shit this feels like then when you when you see everyone do you have like this flush coming over or you just sweet i reckon it's something that you want to be so before like oh, you don't want to sure. be pissed for something like that you want to like yeah. really take yeah. it in oh, you man. know yeah man it's 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 an incredible man i 
I don't want to sound odd as well. I don't get nervous at stadium shows. I get I get nervous on like the little ones, what? the one the ones where you can see the whites of people's eyes, and you know if someone if someone's talking, you can tell. Like it's yeah, it sort of yeah. ruins the gig because there's one person at the bar talking. Those are the ones I get nervous at. But stadiums are. It's just fun. I mean, it's kind of to the point of ridiculousness. You're sort of standing there being like, when did this happen? You know, like it's a, I, mm. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, so when I write this song, I'm going to have to send it to you. I heard you got a n- new record label. <laughs> so I don't, I, do you have any Aussie artists on it? I only have, I only actually have one, one and a half artists on it. I've got Foy, but uh, with Maisie's the one that I've really, I, I signed with, you know, she's made this amazing album. I helped. Uh, so she's the one that I'm putting my time into. So I would say definitely send it, but don't be offended if uh, I don't sign. Cause I'm, I, I would, I literally sign one person every like three, four years. All right. I, I, got, I got a good feeling get, about it. Get, you got a song, you got a song in this thing. Come on. No. Yeah. yeah. No, this is your audition. All right. All right. Oh, so, okay. I wrote oh. something real quick. Uh-oh. Like it's like, it's kind of like a Monday love song, like lockdown. You know, sliding into DMs, all that kind of stuff. Because he's that's because it's going off his past of his errors he's made. So he's hear me out, all right? I'm nervous. So okay, <laughs> Adol and I will be inboxing you at a quarter past three. <laughs> I'm like, hey, are you up? Then I think, what the fuck? I'm 23. <laughs> And I'm stressing out now. Why am I still single in every way? Yeah. Is it cause I jizz my pants on the plane? Oh yeah. Do people think of me as a big mistake? Well, I'll just tell, I'll just let you know that I am. So, honey, now. Come on. Sing it. What's wrong with my skinny arms? That's all I got. I don't know. Like, to be honest, it sounds a little bit similar to Simon of her, but I can't really put my finger on not, it. It's not the most original melody. Yeah. But, no. Okay, so here's, here's where you're going wrong with dating. Here's where you're going wrong with dating. Stop doing the 3 a.m. you up text and start oh. taking her to dinner. Yeah. Take her, take her to dinner and actually date her yeah. sober. And don't wait till three o'clock in the morning when you're drunk and you've got a fucking raging oh, no. semi. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll if take only, that advice on board. If only it was that easy to just, yeah. you know, you got to. Yeah, it sounds easy the one it is. You got to, yeah, finish the job before you get on your phone. No. That's, that's the thing. Do you, okay, do you guys get hit with the three um, you, you up text? I've got a couple. Get a couple. Get a couple. And, and you, if you get them, I don't look at them because I know they're going to wake up hating themselves. So I just, I'm like, oh, you, I would not read this. Mine are usually like the 5am is like the real critters, <laughs> you know, like the ones that have been out for way too long. But yeah. What about you, Ed? You, you wouldn't get any now? You're, um, you're all loved He's up? He's off in. Oh, you got Instagram now. You're no, I got, a, uh, I got a you up text from my wife yesterday. She was playing, <laughs> a, she was playing hockey and I'd come back. I was knackered. And I, I said to her, I might, I might be in bed by the time you get back. And she's, when she was driving back, she said, you up? And I was like, yep. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Are they coming on tour this year? No, well, next yeah. year, I say. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, my wife's job is now remote on Zoom because because of COVID. Um, so, and Lyra's 14 months, so nice. she's portable. She has a good uh, lullaby singer. Oh, she be sleeping well, Lala. <laughs> <laughs> Every Absolutely. night, in there with a the guitar. Anyway, Ed, thank you so much for coming on. 
This is actually our first and guess, and it's it? like the top of the top. It's only down from here. But yeah. um, thank you so much. Thanks for ruining Love the album and good luck. And wait, one more thing. Oh, we'll send you that song. We'll send you that song. One more thing. Can you? We at the end of every episode, we um we normally get we do our own um inspirational you know quote or whatever. It's like or life motto. Mo- life motto mantra. Can you please give us anything you've got in your head right now? What helps you get through life? It's a life motto. Um, there's no key to success, but the key to failure is trying to please everyone. Eddie, thank you so much. I love that. I love that. Thank you so also, much. Also, also, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh. So the harder you work, the luckier you become. So just right. do that. It's all happening. Dude, I'm, yeah, so much wisdom. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. Good luck I'm with the tour and thank you and have a great afternoon or morning or whatever time it is over there. Also, one more quote. Never go rogue on the McDonald's menu. If there's like a new, if there's a new <laughs> burger out there, Don't that do ain't it. one. You Stick to what you know. It. Stick to what you know. I have a mate that always goes rogue and he's always disappointed. And I'm just like, just go with the staple. Yeah. Like this, this burger has been on the menu for 40 years. Yeah. This burger has been on the menu for two weeks. <laughs> like you don't want to be the guinea pig for this one. <laughs> what's it's your, not broke, you don't fix it. Exactly. What's, your, what's yours? Have you got Big Macs over there? Well, yes. Come on, mate. What do you mean? He's a promise that. The UK. Come although, on, mate. Although, although you say that in in India they don't they don't because it's because it's beef. So they have uh, like uh, the muktika, muktika, and they have a. Uh, so there's lots in different countries. They have different McDonald's. But yes, we have Big Macs. We have a uh, Le, Le Grand Big Mac over here, which is Le a big, Le Grande. Big Mac. Oh, yeah. Surely you don't eat the fillet of fish. No, but my manager's wife does. No. See, that's her that. favourite. You no. don't get fish from Macca's. Not, that's one place you don't get. not fish. <laughs> well, are they eggs, though? You know, like, you know when you have a little sausage egg McMuffin? You, like, did this come out of a chicken? Yeah, hey, I used wait, to work at Macca's. Hey, what's in the soft serves, but is it pig fat? I don't know. We heard a lot about the soft serves when growing up that they're pig fat. Have you heard anything about that? I ju- you know, I think when you go to a place like that, do you care? No. True, true. But it's one of those ones where you're like, you're like, I, like, I know this is bad <laughs> yeah. for me. Like, I'm still going to eat it. Yeah. Is the beef beef? Is the chicken chicken? Who knows? Dude, we used to work Just there. And the way we used to get to the grill to the frying thing was to slide on the ground. It was that oily. I'm swearing. Yeah, I used to work at Macca's. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was a highlight of my life. Now I'm talking to Ed Sheeran. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Winning. Right then, guys. All right. All right have thank a you. good one. Thanks so much. Alrighty then. How do you think that went? I don't know. Hey. We spoke to Ed Sheeran. Well, Pretty stoked. I thought we did all right. I've okay. Hate my. I hate it. when I come out of that. My actual reaction was I was screaming from cringing because I actually forgot the fucking first question. You rattled. Oh. so rattled. I remember time stop steal when that happened. You were like. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. And you looked at me and I was like, I don't know how to help you because I don't know what you're talking about because I've been oh. freaking out looking at him in the eyes. And then you go, I'm joking, and then try to cover oh. it up. But you actually covered it up pretty good. I know. <laughs> well, you, you know what the worst thing was? I forgot. I looked to you and then I looked to Ed and I was so hot and flustered and freaking out. Same. And when I looked to Ed, he put his he looked at me in the eyes and then put his head down because he was so rattled. Dude, That's I, I seen that. Me. I seen that and I was rattled. Then that, we all oh. got rattled. But then it was, yeah, hearing it back wasn't as bad. Dude, that night. In the moment, but holy moly. Dude. I had like hot sweats coming down my body for like 10 minutes straight. There's actually footage of your face. You look that rattled, (laughs) like looking back at him. Oh, man. I'm not kidding. So that night when we went back to the hotel, I sat in the shower by myself and you you and Dom were messaging me. I swear you felt bad for me. Yeah, I did. I messaged you to make sure you were all right so you weren't going (laughs) to (laughs) do Wake oh. up in, yeah. So I was sitting in my shower 
by myself and for, I'm not joking, 45 minutes just on the floor, just thinking about that one question, how I, I put in so much preparation and just forgot the whole fucking thing. And then you asked him if he'd, if he'd been to Kaya <laughs> for a Cheringong. And if he, had a, if he has if Big Macs. Fuck, you know, oh, over in well. the UK. How do you reckon I went? You went really well. I, I thought Usually I'll, I'm the one that fucks up. Yeah, I thought I let you down. But you actually did really well and you held yourself together. Yeah. But then listening back, I think it, was, it went quite well. He, he opened up and he yeah, talked yeah. a bit. Of, I think he realized we weren't very smart and proper interview people. So he's yeah. like, oh, I can have some fun here. Yeah. No, he was a good sport. Yeah, it was good. So I swear he nurtured us. Yeah. You know, we were like shaking that and he was just that good at talking. He'd just like yeah, exactly. steered us through it. He, he come out of the driver. gates, like straight out of the gates in the in the inside lane, just flying. Yeah, exactly. Well, we hadn't seen him in years. It was good to catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, how do you think you went? This is this isn't about Ed. This is about you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm your oh, manager. Oh, the rock star. I'll do whatever it takes to make mm. you a superstar. And I got it. I got my mate Ed in. You know what? How I do think you feel? I had a bit of a leap forward in this journey. Yeah. I feel like in baby steps, and that was a big leap forward. I feel like we're on the right track. Nice. That's good. There's still some work to do, but but guess what? what? It's not over. Ed's come in to help you out for the structure. You need singing lessons. Sure do. Oi, your voice is all right, but it's not great. It doesn't have the X factor yet. I need X Factor. Are you? What about yeah? Do you agree? Oh yeah, of course. Are you getting offended? I need a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I need it. I'm I'm not going international this time. I'm staying domestic. Staying local. We're flying around. I've got the best vocal coach in Australia. Most people are going to definitely know who she is. Oh, it's a she. Oh, it's a she. Am I lying? I don't know. (laughs) But we'll find out next week. All right, I'm ready. I'm going to go warm up right now. And guys, remember Ed's quote. Don't go rogue on the Macca's menu. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> it That's probably the best advice we've ever had. Does not get wiser than that. Sunday morning, you're all going to be hungover. Don't do it. Stick to what you know. Yeah. Send your DMs in to DM at theinspiredemployed.com. We love them. Voice messages, videos, whatever. And while you're at it. You get... might as well hit the little bell button on the Spotify app. Yeah. If we're going, if we're doing things. When you're there, well... you might as well download every episode. Or f- and follow it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And stop sending DMs. About being Falcon's girlfriend. And like us on Facebook. And follow us on Instagram. They're flooding the inbox. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Bye.